You are now listening to the Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. My name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do. But now I'm rich. I'll show you how to get rich too. You want to get the things that I got and do what I do. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Hey everybody, what's up? Today is Tuesday, September 23rd, 2014. And if you're listening live, awesome. Glad to have you. Feel free to ask questions in the chat room. If not, you can download the app, the podcast, and it's available pretty much all over the place. You can get things like this. So go ahead and get that. All right, today my guest is Neil Patel. Um, I've known Neil since for about a decade and um, actually bought him a drink before he was 21, and I didn't even know it. So uh, I've known him for a long time. He's one of my oldest, dearest friends, and um, seen him come a very, very long way since the first day I met him. Neil, welcome to the Shoe Money Show. Thanks for having me. Um, always, you know, usually when we start off, I'd like to have people just give a little bit of back- background about themselves for those maybe not familiar with you, which is probably hard to find. Um, but if you would, just... You know, tell us a little bit about where you came from and, um, you know, just how you got started and what you're doing now. Sure. So I started out my career trying to figure out how to make money online. I was looking for a job, ran into a site called Monster.com. It's not popular these days, but it was back then. I figured that I couldn't find a job on one of those sites. I was searching, but they all required a college degree, and I was still in high school. I found that they were actually making a lot of revenue because they're a publicly traded company and their financials were public. I decided to replicate their site, create an re- exact replica of it. I did a shitty job of it. Launched it, and I was going to hope that if I made 1% of what they made, I'd be rich. Never ended up happening. I realized that when you pop up a website, people don't automatically come to it. So I had to figure out how to market my own site, get traffic to it, and my career started from there. I've done uh, a few software companies like Crazy Egg and Kissmetrics. I used to have an agency. I've tried quite a few different things, and it usually all revolves around marketing. During my fun time, I just blog on quickstart.com. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's been I, – I met you when you had started your first agency, and I remember you coming up to me in San Jose, and you were like, yeah, ACS, ACS, we, uh, we do all this stuff. And, um, and you had some partners there and stuff like that. And it's, it's really amazing to – from that point, almost a decade ago, to me, when I'm sitting in Omaha, Nebraska, talking to the Nebraska Angel Investors, which is like 30 people, and I put your your uh, name up as one of our advisors, and people were like, oh, Neil Patel, I know him. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I know him, know him. You know, it's just one of those funny moments um, to see, you know, the, your name is so well recognized in the raising money space and the online space. And so to see this, this kid, this little kid, you know, hustling way back almost a decade ago to now you've become a true icon in the industry of venture capital and personal branding and, and just conversion and, and all those other things. It's been really amazing. Yeah. So, thanks. It's been a long road. So. Yeah. Yeah. As for us all. So, you know, one of the things I want to talk about definitely is, how you've done with your personal branding, but I thought, you know, so for those, Neil went over it pretty quickly. Um, Crazy Egg, uh, for those that don't know, is, is, a, is a very cool tool. It 
gives you a lot of conversion and insight on your visitors as to what they're doing on your site and uh, recording like that. How did you come up with that idea originally and to bring it to market? When I was a consultant, we had companies that were growing their traffic for. When you grow these companies' traffic, they're just like, hey, what's happening to our site? Are we getting more sales, etc." Now, some of those people were using Omnitra at the time. Google Analytics eventually came out. And Google Analytics at that point was actually really new. It was still Urchin, which they acquired, and then they rebranded to Google Analytics. What ended up happening is these companies like, we're getting more traffic to our site. Our analytics show more visitors, but we're not getting any more conversions. What's wrong? And at that time, conversion optimization wasn't popular. No one was really into it. No one was really trying to study it and really optimized other than the, uh, Brian Eisenberg and a few of those guys, right? But it was still really new. So we decided to create a software that would visualize where people click. Draw hot spots where they click a lot, cold spots where they don't. From there, you can figure out what's causing people to convert, what's not, and then readjust your text, your elements, to try to maximize your sales. Right. And just, you know, one of the things I loved about it was, like, for instance, let's just take a easy example on my blog, um, I had, you know, a place at the top to leave a comment and then a button at the bottom or add your comment. And it's just really interesting to see because you can see people go to comment, but what Crazy Egg does is actually show you, like, which one they use, but not only which one, did they click on, you know, what side of it and stuff like that. It's truly fascinating. And you move that to the e-commerce world to actually see what people's mouse movements are and uh, the heat map which would show you, you know, the different degrees based on user-mouse interaction and clicking. It was really insightful and stuff like that. And so now, Neil, you took Crazy Egg, what you learned from that, you did Kiss Metrics. What did you open up there that's a lot different? When we were running Crazy Egg, we were trying to figure out why users were churning, what the LTV of our customers were, how to improve those kind of metrics, and we didn't find any analytics solutions out there that would actually give us data on that. We were just actually internally trying to calculate our churn. Like nothing was tracking it for us. So we built Kiss Metrics to solve these problems for us internally, and then we realized that, hey, other people have these problems too. So we decided to productize the offering and then label it as Kiss Metrics and go out to the market with it. And you guys have some really large name branded clients with Kiss Metrics. Would you find there are, is your main, I'm sure your demographics are all over the board, but if you had to like, is it a lot of more small business, internet marketers, or big brands that utilize Kissmetrics? So our ideal customer, and this tends to be the one that signs up the most, is companies that have revenue of $10 million or more just from online. They tend to be e-commerce, software as a service, or subscription-based businesses. Got it. And so, I mean, has there been like, because you get so much consumer insight, has there been any cases in the past of something where you were just pretty much amazed uh, at, at the actual outcomes of what the Kismetrics analytics actually showed you on someone's site? Yeah, the craziest thing that we ended up learning, and we haven't released this fully for everyone, but we have a path analysis in which we analyze what are the most common ways that people convert. And usually you think that someone's going to convert by just going to like the home page, product page, you know, then add to the car and then check out. But we find that consumers go this like really long route to actually buy. They may end up going to like three, four different pages. 
and then add to cart and then buy. And it's funny in which a lot of times if you direct almost all your visitors towards that funnel path versus a standard usable funnel path of just going from your home, show the product, get them to add to cart and then check out, you actually, we've seen an increase in conversions by shoving them down the non-usable path. And, and just so, I mean, I can definitely relate because one of our clients um, for our PAR program is actually a Kissmetrics client. And so when we analyzed the data, we found that um, X percentage of the people that hit this page converted into an actual buyer, which wasn't a direct sales page. So we increased the visibility of that page, and it, it turned into an increased uh, performance for them on the, on making sales. So it's it's extremely useful. I think a lot of people, they have so much data, they're just overwhelmed by it. But when you can really, especially to get somebody or to get great software that actually does it for you, um, is truly priceless and pays for itself in no time. Definitely, so, yeah. I was just looking at the questions, um, some of the questions we've got here. Um, so there's there's some various things, and, and they'll relay me the questions. I saw there was one pop up on Twitter for a second, but I missed it um, through uh, through chat. So just go ahead. Again, if you're listening to live chat, you can go to webmasterradio.fm anytime during the show, um, live, and ask questions, and we'll get them out. So um, I know we have to go to a break fairly soon, but before we do, um, I wanted to touch a little bit on some self-branding that we'll expand on probably throughout most of the rest of the show. Because one of the things that Neil's done is he's, he's sold companies and he's raised money. And we've, we've talked about that excessively with others. If you go through back podcasts, um, there's been a lot of guests uh, so far that have all raised money. We've covered that. But um, Neil, with your story, like was, was personal branding a part of the plan or was it kind of a, a side effect of what you're doing? It was part of the plan. I didn't know how to generate or brand a business, but I assumed that if I went out there, speak, and do all these kind of things like blog, speak, go to networking events, etc., it would brand me, and hopefully I can convert some of those people into customers of the businesses. And eventually, it would also help brand the businesses as well. Awesome. We're going to get back into more personal branding. I think a lot of you are going to find that very potential right after this break. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. 
Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. Monday's Shoe Money on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Issue Money Show, the greatest internet podcast ever was. And that sounds egotistical, but it's just fact. Welcome back, Neil. Thanks for having me. As always, it's a pleasure. Um, you know, we go... It's so funny. I came across some videos the other day that will never surface, but uh, we used to do some crazy stuff at conferences. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're probably in your head going, which one is he talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm already thinking about some of them. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, really, really fun times. I'll have to send them to you. But um, I've got a lot of videos of all of us. We were so... Um, I mean, I wasn't nearly as young as you. You're probably at least 10 years younger than me. But gosh, we all behave like we were all... All, all your age, anyway. Um, having a blast back in the day. It was so much fun. Anyway... Back with Neil Patel, we're going to talk about personal branding. Neil's done an amazing job branding himself as a go-to guy in everything from venture capital to... I'm always amazed at the amount of people that drop Neil's name and, uh, of course, act like they know him and whatnot. It's pretty amusing, actually. So, Neil, um, you've established yourself on your site, and I love, I love your tagline on the site because it says, I'm kind of a big deal. And I think a lot of people are scared to, well, they, they don't want to promote them. Well, they don't want to have that perception of like, you know, they're all like general consultants, but you've, you've like taken it and kind of like on shoe money on mine, it's always been skills to pay the bills. Right. And people are like, well, it's not very professional. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not. But I think it kind of differentiates me from the normal guru bullshit. So what do you think about that? It works well because everyone's out there saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm a marketer, I'm this. And there's nothing that separates themselves. By being a bit cocky, not too much, but just like slightly, people are like, who the hell is this guy? And as long as you can back up what you're claiming, people will eventually end up respecting you and following you. But if you're just another one of those Me Too marketers that blends in, no matter how good you are, you're not going to be able to brand yourself, right? There's a ton of great marketers in our space that do great work. They just suck at branding themselves because they're just like, there's nothing unique about um, the way they present themselves online. It's just plain old, right? If you go on their Facebook, it's like, at the Dodgers game, or here's some food that I'm eating. And because they're doing all this standard stuff that everyone else does, they're not going to stand out. Yeah, I, I I can't agree more. And I think, you know, also like if you if you've ever heard Neil speak, um, he's spoken at my conferences a couple times and uh, other other things. You know, he, he dresses regular, he cusses a lot, and he's just this just this kid who seems like he's having a blast. And it's like so to me, it's so refreshing. And I think it's 
it's always, he's always one of the highest rated speakers. And I think it's just because he's a self and he's not, there's so many suits and so much boring stuff. And so do you think, how much do you think that plays into the personal branding aspect? I think it plays into it to some extent. Um, but I think it ends up coming down to the information you're willing to give and the deliverability, right? If you look at people like you and I, we're pretty good talkers, especially you are, right? We're smooth enough. People want to listen. We engage. We make it more of a conversation. There's a lot of speakers out there who are really smart and they're just being themselves, but they're super duper technical, right? Like my co-founder is one of those guys in which he's like a data junkie and a data nerd and he wants to try to be smooth on stage. It's just not his profile. And yeah, he's trying to be himself, but he should just embrace it even more, right? Because he's not fully going there. So it's like you got to find what works for you. What works for people like you and I is just cussing, saying whatever we want, being up front. What works for some other people, like my co-founder is, he needs to go on stage and just give a data dump to people of like all these stats and crazy information. And yeah, they may feel overwhelmed, but that's him, right? And you just got to find what is you. Yeah, that's really, I have, a, I have something I came up with a long time ago, which is that, because people are always like, well, who's your mentor? Who's this? Who do you follow? And I, and I always said, you know, I kind of listen to everybody, but I don't really follow anyone in particular. I like listening, and, and people who have been listening to the show or followed me for whatever know that I don't ever tell people what to do. I just share my experiences with them, and they can take from that what they will, and that's always worked for me. And I think when you try to be something or you try to be Tim Ferriss or these other guys or Seth Godin, I think they're brilliant. They've spurred a lot of ideas within me. But, I mean, to try to do a step-by-step thing that they teach you or try to be like them, I think what Neil just said is is really important to be yourself. So uh, Twitter is kind of blown up here. A lot of people are tweeting that they're listening, but nobody's asking questions. So feel free to ask questions um, during the live show. So um, another thing, let's, I got into books a little bit. When are you going to write a book? It's funny. I'm actually going to New York next week to pitch a few publishers on writing a book. Awesome. Is it going to be a biography or like a business? No, it's going to be a general book about hustling and hacking life. That's awesome. That's awesome, just getting after it and stuff like that. And are you going to share like your own experiences in it, or is it going to be mostly like a a four-hour workweek style kind of thing? or It's going to be a lot of my own experiences as well as a few other people's experiences and then teaching people how they can actually execute on some of the common things that happen in life, right? Like all the way from getting a better job or asking for a raise, whatever it may be, we're actually going to like give executable tactics within the book. Awesome. Well, I'm sure people out there are going to be interested in that, so let us know when that comes out. Um, Another thing, just a just a quick um, question I got here is is why did you choose the name Quick Sprout and not brand yourself with your own name? Back in the day, I didn't own NeilPatel.com. Some SEO, there's someone else owned it, and it was expiring. And all these SEOs went in there and started a bidding war on it. One of them ended up winning, and he just gave me the domain name, so I was really gracious to him. Right, I paid him back. But if I had to start all over again, I would have branded neilpatel.com. By the time I owned that domain name, Quickfell was already generating over 100,000 visitors a month, and I didn't want to switch it over and do a 301 redirect. 
Yeah, that sucks. And you got to leave it forever and maintain the old one and the new one. Because I, I have owned JeremyShoemaker.com for a long time, forever, pretty much. And I I just I don't even know if there's anything there. It's just like a quick I should just have it three oh one to my my domain. But I don't know. I think I think if you can brand yourself with Quick Sprout or Shoe Money or whatever you want to do over your own thing, I think it helps you a lot. Because I think people definitely remember logos and remember brands more than they remember people. I agree with that, right? Unless you're going to be like a LeBron James, it's very rare that people are going to remember you. It is easier to brand a corporation or a name, right? That's like an entity versus a human. On top of that, if the site isn't just your name and it ends up becoming popular, it opens up the opportunity for what you can do with it, right? If my site was neilpatel.com and I received a half a million uniques a month, I can't ever create a product on there and get people to pay for a subscription and then sell the business. No one's going to buy neilpatel.com. But if QuickTrial grows, I can create a product like Moz did. If I can get a lot of users, I can eventually end up selling the business. Yeah, that's interesting you thought that because I've actually thought about recently um, with my blog mixing it up a bit because, I mean, blogs have changed so much in that, you know, I, I this is something we can get into a little bit as well. I know we're probably going to have to come up with a an break pretty soon. Um, but you know, one thing I found is that, you know, the, the traffic to the root directory of shoemoney.com isn't, you know, the, the new version versus returning is a lot higher, but a lot of people are going directly to articles because nobody does RSS readers anymore. It's all social media, right? So people share it, they go to articles and stuff like that. So it's kind of like now with the front, if you look at what Aaron Wall did with seobook.com, it actually turned from a complete blog to like a paid membership site, and that was the primary purpose of the front page. It just has a blog that still gets a lot of shared, um, you know, viral traffic from it. So I think, um, what what's kind of your view on on that kind of strategies? It works well. So I run a test. I had my homepage at one point on Clickstart a blog. I've had it a sales letter selling an ebook, and currently it is. Uh, a tool, right, where you put in your URL and it just gives you feedback on your SEO. So I've tried all three, and what I ended up noticing, my traffic didn't change no matter which version I ended up picking. Search traffic stayed the same. Bounce rates didn't go, well, that actually changed a bit depending what it was, but it wasn't a big deal, right? Traffic, in essence, stayed the same. So I decided to go with the tool because it caused more engagement. Uh, and the eBooks, when I try to sell stuff on the homepage, what I found is when people hit your homepage, it's really hard to get them to convert. Sure, you'll get the loyal people to convert, but it's not like you're going to have a high conversion rate due to the fact that people don't really know what they're going to end up buying, right? you got to get to know them, ideally collect their emails, which you know all about, and then drip them so your conversion rate should skyrocket if you go with that approach instead. Yeah, absolutely. All right, got to go pay the bills and take another break. We'll see you guys back here in a couple minutes. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. Monday's Shoe Money on WebmasterRadio.fm. Oh, welcome back to the third and final segment of the Shoe Money Show on Webmaster Radio. Again, you can listen to us live as those are now and ask questions. You can download the app on iTunes and Google Play and iHeartRadio and other stuff like that. You'll find it. Just search for it. As uh, we come back here, Neil Patel is my guest, and I wanted to dive into some more specific things. Again, ask questions if you have them. Neil, so we were talking about self-branding, doing other stuff. You mentioned you sold an ebook. Um, what was the price for the ebook? Did you play with any price points, and what was kind of the results from that? I played around with a lot of different price points. I played. I first started out one ninety-seven. I tried two ninety-seven. Two ninety-seven didn't sell much at all. One ninety-seven did okay. I dropped it down to ninety-seven. I sold double the volume, so I went with the ninety-seven. Right, because when you add an upsells and stuff like that, you can actually make more money. I also tried payments, so like three payments of $67. I've also tried three payments of, I think it was like $47 or $49. The one that ended up winning due to like the payments, some people don't actually finish all of them, their credit cards to get declined, etc. I have a lot of people that are readers that are based in international countries. So one-time payment of $97 ended up winning. Wow, a one, just a one-off $97. And then... I mean, we, we have a mutual friend in Ryan Dice who's uh, brilliant and come up with a lot of, uh, you know, funnels and upsell funnels and conversion funnels and stuff like that. I've learned a lot from him and Frank Kern and some of those other guys. And now you're seeing like such an evolution in funnels and sequencing and stuff like that. And it's something that I've kind of built a business around with my newest ventures. But I mean, my gosh, like how, how much do you use with the, the funnels and sequencing stuff? A lot. Ryan actually wrote my funnel himself. 
So we tried everything from a tripwire. Ryan does like a $7 up front, and then you upsell them to much bigger offices and get a much bigger pool. And Ryan's philosophy is if you get someone to pay for something, doesn't matter how little or expensive it is, you can get them to pay for more. And he is right. I didn't end up implementing the tripwire. I didn't get that far. He did end up creating it. I just got lazy and didn't really care for the revenue. But just through his drip sequence, and I think he used it as a presentation in Worm. I forgot what the amount was, but like in less than like a week, he was already adding like over a hundred grand in new income. He's just more salesy than I am, and he's more aggressive, and it actually works extremely well. And it's all trigger based, so it's like if someone doesn't open up the email, you don't just keep emailing them offers. He also did like stuff where it's timer based. So you'll get an email and it only lasts for 24 hours or whatever it may be for you to purchase at a discounted rate. And it all but, works well. Yeah, and the beauty of the day we live in is those 24-hour things and all that stuff can always be implemented in a way we call evergreen, which so it's it's truly amazing that with the technology we have, which isn't rocket science, but it's amazing how it's all – it's rocket science how it's all come together and it's all automated. And so I know, like, in some way, I mean, if you want to see an action, you can go sign up on Neil's thing or sign up on my newsletter, and you'll see the sequence I put you in, fully automated emails, you know, comes from me, talks to people, and the engagement I have with that is amazing when people respond and, you know, and all this stuff. And, and they, you know, after you, I say it's never been harder to sell something on the Internet every day but it's never been easier with someone you have a relationship with. And so like Neil said, somebody, when they buy one thing from you, if you look at, I have a lifetime value calculation just based on an actual real email, something around 80 bucks is, is worth a real email to me, which seems very high. But when some of the commissions on some of the products, I mean, you know, some of them are thousands of dollars. So, you know, it adds up really, really fast. And so, as far as a lead gen on people, you can go to ClickSprout and you can see what Neil does to collect people's emails. Um, what are some of the things that you've tried and, and found effective? Yes, yeah, so I've done everything from sidebar opt-ins, which works somewhat well. I've done below-the-post opt-ins, which also works somewhat well. It's a below-the-post opt-ins related to the post. It actually converts better than any other offering I've seen. So, for example, if you're creating a post on like 37 ways to become a better content marketer. And at the end of the post saying, hey, if you thought these 37 ways were great, check out this cheat sheet on content marketing, put in your name and email, right, because it's very relevant to the post. You actually will get more emails from that than anything else. I've also tried like uh, the exit pop-ups through Bounce Exchange. There's also, I think, Often Monster or something like that. And that's worked really well in which you collect, you can ask someone a question first, right? Because if you're getting a micro-commitment and then you ask for an email, you'll notice that your conversion rates to email will actually skyrocket. I ask, do you want more traffic? Yes or no? If they click yes, then they're like, cool, put in your email, I'll teach you how to get more traffic. If they say no, I'll be like, great, now that you already have enough traffic, let's focus on converting those visitors into customers. Put in your email, I'll teach you how about conversion optimization. Yeah, and you can have fun with it too. I mean, on on mine, we're doing a thing with Bounce Exchange as well right now, um, where it's just you know like learn how to do this, and then it's like or you know no thanks, Jeremy, I already have enough money, you know something. And I think a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of comments from people that thought that was kind of funny, and it's again just be yourself with it and don't. But at the same time, recognize I think 
Neil Neil talked about Ryan Dice coming in and he was a little bit more salesy than he is. And it's interesting because I've had people come in, make suggestions to me and like, let's just say newsletter. I didn't have a newsletter until 2000, until like five years ago, I started a, a newsletter and I always thought I was too good. I didn't want to collect the people's email that, you know, I didn't need to do this. And in 2007, I never had advertising on my blog until 2007, even though the blog was pretty much well established before that. Um, and, and third parties actually, you know, were like, Oh, just try it, you know, see. And, and then John Reese, um, a mutual friend of ours as well, got me into email and said, you know, God, every time I email my list, it's like going to ATM. And I think the first, first year I went a little nuts when I got into it. I did like 300 some thousand in profit, um, just from sending less than a dozen emails. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And, you know, and, and, Neil's a guest, like most of my guests, or pretty much all of them, who have truly, in all their success in products, made a product because it was what they wanted and then offered it to the public. And that's one thing I've always done. Would you you say that's accurate for you as well? It it is, right? Because everything I've built has become a, came from a pain point that I experienced. And then I'm like, oh yeah, other people have this issue too, so let me just release it. And talking, I was talking about those third parties, and I, I digress so quickly into other things. But a third party thing—it's amazing when we go into a, a, a business um, who hires us to do consulting or something like that. And when we look at it, they are a lot like how I was, which is like, yeah, but we don't think our customers would do this, this, this. And I'm, and I always throw it out to them. I'm like, well, let's just try it with 10% of the traffic and see what happens. And it's amazing, like how much better on the reverse side of that when it was mine. You know, I'm I'm doing that right now with some of my stuff where I have third parties come in, and it's it's a lot different when it's your own stuff. Um, would you agree with that? It, it is totally different when it's your own stuff. It's actually funny how that works too. But yeah, it, it, you're totally spot on. And I know with Neil, especially, a lot of times when I'm doing stuff, I'll give him a call and be like, "All right, I'm looking at doing this," you know, or "I am doing this," but here's what I'm finding. And it's amazing when you focus. So anyone out there listening, if you're struggling with something or whatever, you know, sometimes getting a third party, it's it's always amazing to us being that we're so much into the email space now. When we when people are like, you know, we just never had luck with, with email marketing. It's like, well just send me what you're you're sending out to people and it's nothing but like an image with sale prices. And I'm like, have you ever thought about forwarding this to a friend and see if it's something they'd like to receive, like a value added thing? Well, of course not. You know, I mean, who wants to get that kind of stuff? But then when you can actually write in text, I don't know why we ever got away from that in email marketing to where we think that, you know, we just we just should send nothing but sales and stop building relationships with our customers. But it's kind of crazy. How much are you doing with email nowadays? Not much. So I still collect them, group people and stuff like that, but I don't spend too much time. Because it's like once it's in place and it's working, it's working. I should fine tune it every once in a while. The only part on email that I really focus on is just making sure deliverability rates are high. And if they're not, that's when I either switch platforms or look into why and try to fix it. Yeah. And that's that's what we were kind of talking about for those listening with the email funnels is an automated funnel. Like if you go opt into Minor Neil's newsletter, you're going to get an automated sequence of emails. And it's crazy because... I, I wish I would have implemented it years before I did, and you're going to hear that from everyone who's doing that, um, is that it's just automated streams of revenue. And I've got revenue coming in from all these different sources of just things I casually mention in emails. I don't even try to push them. 
And it's amazing. I get checks from every month from these companies and I don't even, some of them I have to really track down where I actually even put that link um, in an email or in something else when they'll notify me that their links have changed or something like that. So yeah, for those not doing funnels. Now Neil, um, one last thing. Uh, we're already past our 30 minutes. We're going long. So everyone always, you know, wants to know how to get started. You know, I'm thinking about doing this and whatnot. What's some pro tips you can give people from stuff you've learned on on how to get started, and, and what to expect, and just just what do you tell people when they ask you that? Yes, the biggest thing I tell people is if you can't figure out how to get started, you're not meant to succeed. Cause starting is the easy part, right? Growing, scaling, creating—it's always tough. But if you can't figure out how to incorporate, just create a website or whatever it may be, or find someone to help you, you're not going to succeed in business. So you just need to go out there and do it and figure it out on your own. Then from there, once you create something, whether it's making money or not, then it's all about just learning and adapting as quick as possible. So figure out what mistakes you're making and try to fix them. And it's really as simple as that, right? And yeah, sure, there's more to it, like trying to find the problems and it may be a bit harder to fix the problems. But over time, you can do pretty much almost anything. You just got to focus on it and be a fast executor. And that's actually what you're really good at, right? Over all the years that I've known you, you've always executed super fast. I kind of, I kind of, I'm so obsessive on that. We, Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that's great out there. So for those listening, if you, if you want to get started, you know, there's no excuse why you can't get started. You don't need a guru. You don't need a mentor. Google's your friend. And if you have an idea to do something, there's templates, walkthroughs. You're in a much better, actually, you know what? A lot of times I envy you because I've got to make, you know, we've got Neil knows all about overhead and stuff like that. You, you know, a lot of people that have jobs and stuff have free time. Stop playing Farmville and get after it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Neil, real quick, can I tell a story about Danny Sullivan and how you popped his beer? Do you remember that? Uh, I remember it a bit, but yeah, sure. Fire away. Okay. All right. Well, for those that know, um, you know, if you take a, if you have beer bottles and you, and you tap the top of someone's, it overflows with beer. So Neil, Danny Sullivan doesn't even drink beer. So then Neil had to tell him, he said, well, just hold mine for a second. And Neil clanks him and it goes all over and I've got the whole thing on video. So I won't release it, but. Maybe I'll send it to Neil because it's it's hilarious to watch. It's so old, but it's I heard Danny Sullivan during the commercial break. So anyway, it's, it's a riot. Thanks everybody for listening to the show. Um, God, I could these stories are like. Um, we'll be back next week with another awesome guest. Um, thanks to all our sponsors. Uh, for those who want to sponsor and reach the greatest audience in internet marketing, make sure you contact Webmaster Radio, and we'll see you next week. Bye everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.